0: This is the Average Guy Network, and you've found Home Gadget Geek, show number 481, recorded on February 25th, 2021. Here on Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorite tech gadgets that find their way into your home. News, reviews, product updates, and conversation—all for the average tech guy. I'm your host, Jim Carlson, broadcasting live from the Average studios. Here, Mike. Uh, last week, frozen tundra, like negative twenty. This week, okay, so it's only thirty, but it feels like summer, right?
1: And yeah, I know, and, and it's supposed to get up to fifty on Saturday, so I'm excited. But if you think about it, we've gone through a seventy-degree swing wow. in about a week um time and which which is just kind of crazy i'm sure i know a lot of people have been having like pipe issues as everything starts to thaw out and it's 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 a fun time but at least i'm glad it's warm again
0: jay madison's back with us jay you're in the philly area how's how's the weather you guys okay did you get the super cold stuff we had or did that go away by the time yeah it got to you,
2: yeah. We didn't really get hit, we got some snow, but it really never went below like 29, which is normal for this time of year for us. So it's been fine. We got a few inches of snow, but other than that, it's been pretty straightforward. It was like 55 for the last two days here as well. Oh,
0: so nice, can't complain. no, no, you can't. We can because it was 20 below, <laughs> it was super cold. It, you know, we've lived here for Mike, you've lived here your whole life, right? I've been here 30 years. You get this. If you're going to be in the Midwest, you get it every couple years. You just kind of know it's coming. Of course, that doesn't prevent us from complaining about it. What we don't complain <laughs> about is we'll have a full set of show notes out at TheAverageGuy.tv. For this show, uh, TheAverageGuy.tv slash HGG481. A couple of reminders before we get in. One big thanks to our Patreon subscribers, for those of you, for those faithful who do that each and every month. Big thanks to you guys. And uh, we'll, we'll display that rolling, uh, kind of the rolling ticker at the end of the show. Appreciate you guys. Uh, two, a big jump on uh, Coinbase as far as folks that have taken advantage of that. Coinbase did either change that or I didn't necessarily read the rules. So I can't, I can't. But now it's, if you sign up and you make a $100 trade or deposit or something like that, you get 10 I get 10 It's a pretty good deal. A bunch of you have done it. So, Mike, the only reason I don't like that is because I, I, I want, I don't want people to get into crypto and burn their own money like the nice thing was you got 10 you could do some training and get up to 30 more and it gave you some some kind of coin to mess around with so
1: Right. And I, I did see too, I know they were having issues with, you know, their education tab that we've been talking about, where you can yeah. play those videos, take the quizzes. Yeah. The quizzes were down for about a week, oh. uh, for like for about the last week, but I think they that. got them back. You yeah, run. we sent so many people over to take you those run. quizzes yeah. and get the free crypto. Yeah. But uh, rumor has they're back up and running. So I think, I mean, right now you can get up to like 21 bucks in crypto by yeah. learning about it. You watch the videos, take the quiz and it's been good. Just I've been actually, free. crypto prices have been so crazy. I'm, I'm, I'm back to mining, Jim. Fired back up the mining Uh Nice hash. I'm actually running it on this computer with two GPUs in it as we speak.
0: John, John, of course, Jay will talk about this. He's got a super fast. Jay, have you gotten into crypto at all at any point in time? Oh, now you muted, Jay. <laughs> yeah, you muted.
2: The work work. work We're on a roll today.
0: <laughs> yeah. it's, it's almost like we planned it, so it's good.
2: <laughs> no, I, I do hold a small amount of Bitcoin. But other than that, I really never got into mining for whatever reason, considering I have like four computers just hanging out. I should, but I, I haven't got into it yet, but there's yeah. still time.
0: We're going to talk about this in kind of an upgraded build you did here in a, in a little bit, but you've like, you put significant GPUs in your, in your rigs. Um, now, mm-hmm. to be honest, mining didn't make sense for the last year and a half GPU mining. Correct. All of a sudden, you know, John contacted me this week and he's like, man, I'm making $20 a day. And I'm like, holy cow. Like, well, okay. You know, and you think, well, that's 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 not bad. Are you tempted at all to maybe throw nice hash on there and fire up the GP news on those?
2: I am, especially since, I don't know if you can see it, but there's a 3070 right there that's just sitting on the shell. So, I mean... Now that you mention it, I think this weekend, maybe I'll, I'll whip yeah, something I, up. I, that's
1: what uh my, my brother-in-law just got a 3070 for gaming. And when he's not gaming, he asked me, he's like, how hard is it to mine? I'm like, dude, it's a program. You literally fire it up. Nice Hash makes it so easy. You click start. And he's been doing mm-hmm. whenever he's not gaming, he just runs it on his 3070. And, and I think he says he's around between 6 to $11 a day. Um, well, now you got to take uh, electricity costs. But I think he actually is taking right. electricity costs into that because Nice Hash lets you plug that in. But he's like, dude, this he was... Why, why haven't I been doing this? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> like how, but I said, the reason you haven't is because GPUs, the 30 series are just so overpowered. Now it's amazing. And plus right. crypto prices weren't this high. So right now it's actually profitable. Mm-hmm. I said for the past few years, it hasn't been. Jim and I were doing this, you know, three, four years ago and it was awesome. Then it fell mm-hmm. off and now it's back again. And, and uh, those 30 series cards are just beasts when it comes to mining.
2: How about the, how are the 20 series? Cause I still, I still have, I have a 2060 also just hanging out and I've, I think I have an older 1060 as well, just hanging out in the background somewhere. Those
1: are good with um, on the 20 series cards are going to be great. I'm running a 1660 right now, and that's at about with today's prices, it fluctuates. But three dollars and 50 cents a day on my 1660. Um, So I'm guessing a 20 series would be probably between that three and a half and five. And then I'm Mm -hmm. running a 1060 also in this rig 1066 gig. And that's a dollar seventy five a day right now so and i actually just run them both in the same rig um you know there's really no issues there as long as your power supply is 500 watts or above and right. uh, it, it, it's just one of those kind of set it and forget it kind of things and you can set nice hash to hey if it's not profitable stop mining right so if all of a sudden uh-huh. prices tank and you're gonna be paying more in electricity then uh it can turn it off but yeah it's, it's one of those just kind of like well if it's wide as well right and then it just gives you more crypto to play with which is kind of fun too
2: yes there you go no i i like it i think I think I might actually set it up this weekend. Now that tr- it's free money, why, why it's, wouldn't it, I? And that's
0: the way I see it. It's good to get into just to know what's going on, right? For yeah. sure. So yeah. Well, so Jay, if you do, you have a Coinbase account? Have you set up a Coinbase? To, to- I do have a Coinbase
2: account. Um, awesome. I was. Yeah. I don't know. If, have you guys heard anything about the NBA Top Shot cards, by any chance? No. No, that's, that's kind of interesting. So that's it's not, it's not directly crypto related, but it's running on the same tech, obviously um, basically NBA or this company affiliated with the NBA created these digital cards, like moments. So it'll be like uh, think of like a video clip of LeBron dunking or something, or like hitting a game winning shot and you can purchase these packs of them similar to like you would a card, just like an NBA typical, any sports card, but they're all digital um and you can it's only one person can own x amount of cards they release you know maybe a thousand at a time what have you and the prices for these things are insane so you might buy a pack for 50 bucks and th- the some are going for six figures already um eight figures i think a lebron one went for over 100k like it's it's insane and this is just it's in beta it like just launched a month or so ago so, so essentially been, like digital
1: video versions of literally the trading cards we all had as kids
2: Exactly. Exactly. Which is like, it's on the blockchain. Is
1: that what I'm, is that a tieback to crypto? So that's how, that was a tieback.
2: Yes. (laughs) Thank you for connecting those dots for me. Okay. got it.
0: Smart contract. (laughs) for the, yeah, each card then becomes a smart contract or something. Along exactly. Lines.
1: I had not heard yeah. about this. That's fascinating. All
0: right, Rieger, yeah. Don't be buying these cards during <laughs> the show. Okay. I just
1: got a LeBron. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. It's like one of those things. If you get a LeBron, you're that's a pretty much a hundred, hundred K right there. I mean, I'm like, probably buying at least one during
1: stuff. the show. So uh, what's uh, what, what are they called? NBA hotshots? shots? it's uh, no, top they're not shot. called anything. They're not called <laughs>
2: Well, you have to get into a queue you can't, it's not like you can't just go buy it, unfortunately. Oh, like,
1: and I'm in. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's
2: okay, really cool. So that's really... what me, me and my friends have been talking about the last couple
0: Yeah, days. No, that's cool. That's like, I think that's one of those things that was kind of a, the promise of the blockchain that yeah. we're now starting to see, like, that's an interesting now. Digital artifacts, are they really worth that much? Well, if people are willing to pay for them, they are.
2: Yeah. Right? I mean, it's kind speculative of art, you know, it's, yeah. it's kind of the same thing. My yeah. only issue is, well, I think if they're smart, which obviously they have very smart people doing these sort of things, they'll come out with a way to either you pop it into a USB drive, stick it into a giant frame on your wall, and you can have your moment. You know, they'll figure out ways to make that digital element also physical and even pump up the volume more. You know, if you're a super rich dude, I have six of the most expensive top shots in my media room. Come look at, the, you know,
1: that kind of thing. Yeah. So, yeah. the sign up it out. is actually disabled because of high yeah. demand. They say so. Yeah. I, I mean, it was just crazy because I had, I hadn't heard about this yet, but apparently, yeah, you're right. Extreme demand right now for this. They had to put it yeah. on pause. Interesting.
2: Very interesting. Yeah,
0: my uh, yeah. so my 1060s. These are three gig. These are the 3 gig. These were like mm-hmm. know, 100 130 bucks, Mike, do you think that we pay for these back in 2018 like I think
1: a little bit a higher card. even. I think we were I think we were right at 200. Okay. But I wasn't running those cards. Remember I was on the AMD side. I was right. running the 480s. Yeah.
0: yeah. Jay, yeah, I bought four of these, so these are these are the Asus 1060 3 gigs. They're actually a pretty decent gaming card if you're if you're not yeah. hardcore gaming, right?
2: 1060 is for me a Hall of Fame card in terms of value to performance. Like that was one of the best ever. It was a great card. Does the yeah. RAM affect actual performance for mining?
1: Yes, because you need to be able to load um, part of the blockchain in to be able to mine. That's the way it kind of works. So it need nowadays that's a, that's about four to four and a half gigs. So that's why the 1060, if you have the six gig version, still good for, for crypto mining. Three gig, uh, not going
0: to do much. 75 cents a day per card for one of these, which is not, not, and that's including uh, electricity. So it's right. not nothing, yeah. but they do make a lot of heat and they make a lot of noise. And you're like, well, oh, for 75 cents a day down here, you know, going and I'm working <laughs> down here. You're kind of like, no, I probably won't run them. So when I, when I bought the Mac, I pulled these from the, no, no, that's not, that's not totally true. When I, when I, um, Joe sent me some um, uh, super micro um, hard drive enclosures that I put in the box that had these, and I kind of ran out of room. So I pulled them out and I was like, well, I'll find a, I'll find a use for them. I haven't yet. So I, I, (laughs) I probably need to get, well, it's just one of these. They're not worth it. I just need to dump them, actually get probably find somebody who needs a good video card
1: to throw in. A, in I'll box. take one from my Plex box. I need a transcoding card for my Plex box.
0: <laughs> well, I've got, I've got yeah. something for you, Mike. So we'll have to, maybe I'll, maybe I'll swing by and you can, you can borrow it from me. Uh, <laughs> there we that. go. Well, okay. We'll come for s- full circle. If you want to get in the crypto game. And, and again, I don't want you spending your own money. If you don't know what you're doing, cause it's crazy right now, but to uh, jump in on Coinbase, the average guy.tv slash Coinbase. And, uh, and there's a good, good offer to get that done. Um. Uh, real quick before, uh, uh, Jay, before we kind of talk about your build a little bit, in, the primary question I was going to ask is how'd you even get these parts? So be, be ready for that question, but. Uh, oh, I've Ed, got an answer. Okay, good. Good. Uh, Ed Sullivan uh, picked up his Tesla this week. And now, so we know Paul and we know Ed. I'm kind of wondering if there's other listeners out there who've picked up Teslas and Mike, I was kind of thinking you and I maybe would do a, Tesla roundtables. So we'd bring some folks, everybody, well, it depends on how many, but we'll bring folks in and just kind of get the user experience from the Tesla standpoint. How'd you set it up? What are you doing about power? What's the real world? How are you traveling with it? Are you taking it far? What are you doing? I don't know, Mike, what do you think? Well,
1: I've always, yeah, I've been interested in that a lot because I think they, a lot of things about Tesla have changed since the very beginning, right? There was so much hype about it. You kind of, I saw the initial reviews, but I haven't kept up on, you know, how are these things holding on for the next few years have you know the software because obviously they update everything via software right and and i'm curious too. power right cost of installing that power bank in your home the charging station what happens when you know i i go on my road trip to my in-laws farm i mean can i plug it into their little outlet in the garage and expect to get any power those sort of questions yeah i think that'd be a great idea
0: jay are you um you following electric vehicles are you what what's what's your thoughts weigh in a little bit on Tesla or where are you, you going to get one? You got one already? Where, where are you at with that?
2: Uh, yeah, I follow it very, very closely, obviously, just as most techies do. I think the tech alone interests me. Um, their battery day, that that whole presentation was really awesome. Um, I'm very interested personally, though, because I'm still living in an apartment. Like when I'm looking to buy a house probably within the next year or so when that happens, then I think it's Tesla time, but I, I don't want to just have it and have to deal with the inconvenience of where can I charge it? All that fun stuff.
0: Yeah. But
2: I like the idea of the electric car. I think in the future, probably in the next five or so years, we might not even be talking about Tesla, Tesla specifically. I think Toyota and some of these other companies are coming out, coming out with cooler stuff. Um, but right now, as it stands, I would definitely go to model three, um, probably not a Model Y, not my favorite looking car, but mm. Model 3 is priced right, I think. And, and, and they're just really cool. I have a couple friends who have them and they love them. They swear by them. So
1: I think you're right. I'm excited for some of the other form factors of the other manufacturers to become electric yep. vehicles, right? Like GMC had that launch, uh, or the, the presentation of their truck, which I mean, that is huge for me. Cause I, I, my next car is going to be a truck and I hope maybe mm. if I can extend out and maybe wait three to five more years, have some orders. Yeah. I don't like the form factor, of the Tesla truck. I don't think many people do. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I, I think especially in Nebraska, that would stick out like a sore thumb. Um, <laughs> but I, like, yeah, I like the idea of Ford and GMC and, and all the other makers getting into it and putting that into their standard make of cars. I I'm curious, uh, so, you know, so I have a, I have a three and a four year old. Okay, so my four-year-old, he's twelve years from driving age. Like at that point, will I need to teach a kid how to drive, or is it just all going to be autonomous? Like, are they going to have to learn? Like, you're going to take a test, or they're just going to be like press go and uh, the car? He takes them to their destination. I, w- I would be excited about that because I'm sure it'll be a lot safer. Uh, but you know, it, that's my kids are probably not to that point. But kids being born today probably in two to three years. They might, by the time they're 16 in driving age, and who knows, does the driving age stay 16? There's so many fun, cool right. things that are going to have to be reconsidered as it gets more and more popular.
2: Yeah, these are these are really good problems. Uh, I'm curious to see how the autonomous driving goes in the next five or 10 years. Obviously, look at where Tesla is now. That car drives itself. It really mm-hmm. does. Um, I, think, I think the biggest issue, though, or the last hurdle will be, getting all the cars to talk to each other, getting all electric cars to talk to each other, some sort of protocol where um, it's communicating from a global and or, or citywide aspect. So it's like, hey, there's a traffic incident up here. All thousand cars adjust, you know, six inches so that by the time this car is merging, that sort of thing. I think when we get there, so we have the AI mixed with, obviously, the sensors built into the cars, both... Obviously, it'll be super safe, so you won't have to worry about accidents at all. But then you have that kind of seamless integration where there's no more traffic; everything's going 150 miles an hour. You're getting everywhere super fast. That's what I'm I'm kind of excited for more than anything.
1: That's true. Think about the next iterations, and and yeah. you're right. Getting yeah. the stuff built into the infrastructure, not just the cars. Right. Oh, that's gonna be amazing.
0: I'd, do you think Americans will put up with though being con- their cars being controlled by the traffic that's around them? I mean. <laughs> You know, I, I I know it sounds cool, but you're like I'm like I'm an American. I'm gonna do what I want. I'm gonna drive as fast as I want, right? Kind of thing. And it, it if you they start coordinating with each other, Jay, and your scenario, right. like hey, you could actually slow down a little bit because the traffic is slowed down ahead of you, and it's not right. gonna not gonna benefit you to go any faster because mm-hmm. in fact I can get you there faster if we go a little bit slower, which seems kind of weird that for most americans that doesn't compute they're just like fast punch it i'm going to be mad and yell at people whatever so i don't know i i listen i have a dream of being able to jump on the interstate and join a convoy of vehicles all going you know for for us when we go west we go to you know we go to to colorado we go to denver it's mm-hmm. a long it's a yeah. long straight road right and how great would it be to just come in with a train of cars and everybody's the right distance going the same speed, drafting, and you're, like, you're getting awesome, either awesome gas mileage, or in this case, pretty much sure in 10 or 15 years, you know, we're going to be past that half threshold of at least half right. vehicles being yeah. electrical at that point. So how great would that be to get that kind of scenario? And you just sit back and let the thing, you don't, you know?
2: And think about this, think about this. So I think when people think about driving, like I love driving. I love driving a lot. I will certainly miss it when it's gone. I think the people that grew up driving, it's going to be a huge adjustment. But think about this. Instead of getting into your four-door car and everyone looks straight and there's a wheel here and then someone's sitting here and it's the back seat, you get into a vehicle, you're looking at each other, you have a desk or a table, you're reading, you're on the internet, you're watching a movie all you do is set your destination. So you're not even worried about what's really going on. You put the blinders on, the curtains down, whatever it may be, you know, like that is, I think at some point it's going to to become inconvenient to have to drive a car. I think that's where we're heading.
0: Well, so a couple really good comments from the chat room. So Andrew has said, I wish self-driving cars hadn't confused people looking at EVs, right? In other words, we assign self-driving to these electrical vehicles and that they're not today, they're kind of one and the same, but they're not. It doesn't have to be, you could have a, a gas-driven vehicle that is, or a gas-powered that is also autonomous. It doesn't have to be that way. And then we saw those weird pictures coming out of people sleeping on uh, in them and some of the things like that. Um, Brian says, people respond to incentives. This I totally believe. If auto insurance companies make it cheaper to drive with self-driving enabled, yeah. uh, it could push more people to do it. And I think Allstate has, and some of them now have you can install that thing in your car, and it, it monitors how fast you go. And yes. if you drive safely, you get cheaper rates. Like, now, that's I a totally invasion of privacy.
2: have that thing in my car. You do I, I not.
0: <laughs> it's a total invasion of privacy, right? <laughs> but they're giving you cheaper insurance, the possibility of, a chi- of cheaper insurance for it, right? So, um, yeah.
2: An- another question would be, who's going to trust tech companies with all that control that level of control over their lives if you can shut down someone's car remotely just you know yeah
0: yeah, yeah.
2: that's going to be a whole nother thing
0: know. nathaniel says like a personal train car get in and ride right i mean one of those i'm going to denver this would be so great because i hate that drive it's flat <laughs> boring it's stupid right and I'd just love to get in the car and go with a bunch of other cars, because we're all going to Denver together. Nobody's, there's, you know, less than 5% are stopping in Kearney or Grand Island or North Platte. Nobody's stopping there. Everybody's going to Denver, right? So, um, gosh, that would be, that would be super awesome. Mike, uh, you, you, you said this a second ago. Uh, well, hold on, before I, before I say this, let me say this. If you want to join us for the, and I don't have a date set yet, but if you've got a Tesla and you want to join us for the Tesla panel, Send me an email, Jim at the average guy dot tv. We'll get a group of you together. I'll schedule it out here in the future, and we'll do a show or two, and uh, and and not just like the co- all the cool things of the Tesla. I kind of want to know, and it doesn't have even have to be a Tesla. If you've got an electric vehicle, we'll throw that one in there as well. Um, maybe not hybrids, but fully electric. Um, jim at the average guy dot tv, and and we'll get you signed up. Mike, you mentioned the truck. I've been looking at the truck. Which one, the GMC? I- no, the Cybertruck, the Tesla, the Tesla truck. Thing. The first time I saw that thing, I was like, "This thing." Su- we we talked about it on the show. Yeah, it's like this thing is super ugly, right? It's growing but on you, isn't it? It is. <laughs> like, like I, somebody challenged me this weekend to like, well, just look at it. So I was doing some, you know, and brought it up and was doing some things. It's a four door, you know. It's got a crew cab. It's it goes zero to 16 four seconds. Like, I mean, it's you can get it two and four wheel drive. Um, it's 50, which isn't terrible. I'm buying, Jay, the whole, the whole reason I've been talking about this for a year, I'm buying a new car. I was supposed to buy it this summer, but with the pandemic, it just didn't make any sense. I'm not, you're not driving. Yeah, it. I'm not driving anywhere. Mike's, right. oh, Mike is driving places, but uh Mike's going in. But um, I started thinking, so it got delayed. So I've been kind of looking at other kind of vehicles and such in, in uh, been looking at Subaru, been looking at Toyota. I really want a truck, I really want four wheel drive. Um, I'd really like it to be f- fully electric. I started looking at the Cybertruck, besides it being ugly, Mike. Okay, it's kind of ugly, yeah, it's, but not that ugly. I just, hold on, let's get it. Let's get a disinterested third party. Jay, have you looked at the Cybertruck ugly or not? And just because I'm the it, host, don't be nice to me. It is –
2: I don't think it's ugly or nice. I think it's designed to look towards the future, if that makes any sense. I don't think they really tried to make it as attractive as they could have. I think it's designed to stand out, and it's designed to look unique. So in 10 years, will we even think anything of that design? Probably not. We'll just say, oh, there's a Cybertruck, just one of those many trucks. As long as you don't get it in, like, bright pink or something crazy – I think you'd, you'd probably be fine.
0: Well, no, no colors. It's, it's brushed aluminum. I mean, it's brushed yeah. stainless steel, so it's silver. It's, it's silver for everybody. Um, so I don't have to worry about that. Mike, one of the advantages to it is that, you know, it's not a car you wax and really have to, I mean, you wash it, but you don't really have to like, right. I'm, <laughs> And I'm terrible with paint. Like I, I just don't care about my cars that way. So, you know, it's like that's kind of cool. And then it you can put the back, you know, you can it's and it's let's see. Sarah calls it a Tesla Camino. Cause it is an El Camino in every sense of the of the word, except it seats four instead of or five instead of um instead of I don't know. You're looking at it right now, aren't
1: you? Me? Yeah. I had to remind myself of it. Yeah. And I think okay, I think just this comes back to my preconceived notions of what a truck needs to be because if i had this form factor in a car like if a car was this ugly i would consider it buying the car because it, it's like a futuristic car like if i pull up to the field to go hunting and throw my deer into this thing you know like i just i couldn't i couldn't i couldn't show up to hunting with i don't, this I don't truck, hunt. you know what i mean no i know so that's why i think my specific a view a bag the of truck is,
0: this is it's going to be a bag of concrete or a two by four Yeah. You know, like that's when I need a truck, I need a sheet of drywall.
1: Right. Oh yeah. No, no. And I I think it's fine. Like, that's why I'm just saying, I think I'm, I'm a bad person to ask because I'm thinking of a truck as in like, you know, I have no problem with like super nice sport cars looking all cool and, and even Tesla cars, but like the truck to me is just like, ah, I'm not ready to have that be a truck yet.
0: Okay. Jay, would you show up in, in a truck that looked like that? Would you, would you drive if Say somebody, you borrow it for a weekend
2: oh yeah i mean but i i live i live in philly where you can get away with doing stuff like that you know people <laughs> like people would just be like oh that's cool you know <laughs> like when remember uh h2s and when hummers were big
0: they mm-hmm. were everywhere. yeah yeah like yeah. just like a,
2: a fashion truck and that's yeah. gonna be the same thing here that's i guarantee you
0: that's yeah right. like
2: new york philly la like that's gonna be a status symbol the next thing it's gonna be like airpods for rich people
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, but you don't no, you're you've actually nailed it it's it is uh you know the funny thing is when I was in the military, so I was in the military eighty six to ninety two in eighty eight we drew humvees right, and so that was the right that the that the military vehicle these were all based on, and they mm-hmm. got ridiculous with them. they stopped looking like hummers at one point and they started looking like gigantic tanks is what they were <laughs> at one point. but um so I remember when those came out and yeah, you're right. It's kind of that statement of like, I got the thing that nobody else got right now right. when price, when gas prices went to five bucks and, and we like though they disappeared, right? I couldn't yeah. believe how fast Hummers disappeared. Like they were just, yeah. oof, they were, where did they go? Oh,
2: Hummers, they were the least practical vehicle you could I know.
0: But where did they go? It, people just didn't like, throw them away they didn't go to the dump they were like they just just mike have you i mean i don't ever see a hummer on the road anymore do you yeah. no never 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 well some
2: hummer landfill
0: somewhere yeah know. you know what <laughs> there's a bunch of collectors it's the same folks that are buying these video co- trading <laughs> they put them in garages like they're all yeah. you know they're covered and They've just parked them and they got 46,000 miles on them, you know, and they're like, yeah, we're going to pull these things out in 20 years and they're going to be worth <laughs> some cash. So, I don't know. Like the Beatles oh.
2: were, remember when uh, they remade the Beetle and all everyone's Beetle was a million dollars? Same thing there. Right.
0: Well, I'm, uh, so I met with the, so Sunday night we were at a, a family birthday party and I told my kids that I was thinking about this and they think this is the coolest thing since sliced. Bread. They were like, serious, dad? You're going to buy... You're gonna buy the cyber truck, and I'm gonna, it's bulletproof, right? And you know, all these other <laughs> things, right? They were they were quoting, and um, and so so here's the funny thing. So I said, Sarah, my wife, I said she she all the boys started gathering around as we started talking. I have four, gee, I have four boys. Oh, wow. So they, they started gathering around we were talking about, it. and she said, What are you guys talking about? And I said, Oh, I'm, I'm we're talking about the cyber truck, and she goes, Like, that's a thing. <laughs> So we explained it to her, right? And then, and she was like, "Well, how much is it?" And I'm like, "Well, the model I'm looking at is 50." She goes, "That's it? (laughs) Like, like what? Like that's it? (laughs) Like that's all it is? Like it, it? I would expect it for for being a Tesla, it would have been more. And I think that's probably." the other misconception. Well,
1: right. even for being a truck, 50 is not bad. Yeah. Right. I mean, you know, when you, when you're looking at any other Chevy GMC Ram, I mean that you're going to be at 60 or above for mm-hmm. a lot of those higher end trucks. And, you know, now those trucks are going to have different features compared to these, but st- yeah, I agree. 50 is not bad. Cause so you're looking at the dual motor version. Yeah. dual. Cool. Yep. Yeah. So I
0: think it's 30, 40, 40 for the, for the front wheel drive. And then, yep. 50 for the four
1: wheel. rear wheel drive is uh, yeah, yeah, for the 40. Yeah. Yep. Jay, were you going to say I something?
2: I was just going to say, then you factor in the gas savings on top of that. So you're. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Even more.
1: And so, the autonomous driving, you could go out to Colorado. and just I know.
0: I know. Relax. I know. It's, it's super weird. Cause I called that thing, the ugliest thing I've ever seen. You know, like six months ago, we talked about this on the show and we, you and I talked about it. I'm like, that is the stupidest, ugly <laughs> thing I've ever seen. Until it was okay to buy it, and then I'm like, man, that thing is beautiful, <laughs> you know. So I'm thinking about it, and I, I don't know. Um, well, we're gonna stop talking about it now, but maybe a little bit of post show, I may, I may put the hundred dollars down tonight, Mike. I may, I may. You're alter- on a
1: trend lately of buying stuff on the show. <laughs> okay. um, Sarah's not gonna no. let me, you know, stay be your co-host
0: if we keep doing this. No, no, no. <laughs> i well, okay with it. We've we've been talking about how we're gonna do this thing, so i don't know one, one way or another i think here in the post show we'll probably uh get that done uh if you again um uh one of the things i want to play we got a voicemail jay we will get to you i'm sorry man i hope i hope you're you're okay no there. this is
2: great let's keep rolling awesome
0: uh jim shoemaker sent in a voicemail i know jim was out there a little bit later tonight but uh i won't i won't spoil the surprise many of you know it already but this is jim's this is jim's voicemail
1: hey jim and mike this is jim with a a bit of sad news if you weren't already aware Ah, uh, is shutting down all of its stores nationwide, and uh, have many pleasant memories of uh, going to Fry's as part of the Geek Weekends in
0: uh, the meetups in 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 Indianapolis. But uh, no more. So I, I think a, a moment of uh, silence on your podcast would be a, a fitting, fitting memorial. And uh, thank goodness for Micro Center. Jay, do you do you have a Fries or a Micro Center? What do you What do you have in your What's close to you from a technology standpoint?
2: We haven't had fries probably in ten plus years, but we do have a Micro Center. Thank goodness.
0: So, yeah. <laughs> and I always, I always thought Micro Center was a little better than fries. Anyway, do you,
2: do you yeah. Okay, I would agree with that. Well, we, I mean, Best Buy kind of did fries times two. I, I would kind of say, right. and then Micro Centers takes the PC stuff times ten. So,
1: yeah. And adds in the personal element, like micro center, what they, they do so well, yeah. like that personal help, their staff is always just super knowledgeable. That's what I love about a micro center compared to especially like a Best Buy. Like the micro center staff Absolutely. always knows what they're talking about. They hire geeks, right? They hire people like us.
2: It's weird that you have the same experience in a completely different state. Like That's, yeah. that's a good company culture, I guess you could say.
1: 100%. Well, yeah, it's-, it's one down in Kansas is the closest one to us, but they're, it's, it's right where I went to high school at. Um, and so okay. every time we go down there, because we don't have one in Omaha either. We don't have a Micro Center. We don't have fries. We really don't have any brick and mortar besides Best Buy for, for tech. Yeah. And tough. some
0: bad Best Buys. Yeah. <laughs> we're not, we're not very good. So yeah. we, we're, we, you know, we do everything on Amazon. Yeah. It's, it's funny how Micro Center has that corporate culture that mm-hmm. really does well, no matter where I've been and I've gone into Micro Center, it's been great. We do have some memories, of course, during the meetups out with the home server show meetups that we used to do out in Indianapolis for five or six years. We would go, there was a Fry's right across the street. So we would close out the day. We'd go to Fry's. They'd give us little $5 gift cards for coming over, which was, which was kind of cool. You know, it was something, you know, we didn't have to. Yeah. We did. yeah. And then we'd all shop for about an hour. And then we'd, we'd head over to the Microsoft store and invade that place for about an hour and play all the games and goof around on the computer. So it's good fun. So, Jim, thanks for sending me that message. You can send us a message, too. We'll play it here on the show. Send it to HomeGadgetGeeks.com or go to HomeGadgetGeeks.com. There's a microphone, blue microphone in the bottom right-hand corner. Just hit it, and you got 30 seconds to leave a message for us. Uh, it can be serious like Jim was, moment of silence. All right, that's all Fry's gets. And then um, you, you, or it could be funny. Uh e- Either way, we appreciate it, Jim. Thanks for sending that in. Jay, you on your site, so Tech Everything and your Tech Everything on YouTube, that's really where I follow most of what you do is on YouTube. I kind of subscribe to you. I wait for that kind of stuff to come out. You kind of took, your, your specialty has been small form factor PCs. Like, I think if folks want to know everything or how to build it or how to get stuff in there, you're really you're really, for me, you're kind of my small form factor specialist. You're the guy who, who knows it all. You just currently did a rebuild of a box. I think we talked about the last time you were you were here on the show, so we won't rehash that. But you came up with a Ryzen 9 in a 3070? Is that?
2: 3080.
0: 3080. Okay, so how? Like, how did you get that equipment? And did you pay an exorbitant amount for those or that's that's inquiring minds Uh,
2: (laughs) it's giving me a headache just thinking about it um unfortunately i'm not big enough to have awesome connects that just send me things yet but hopefully down the line um so it's funny that we mentioned micro center that's the end result of the saga but like everyone else i spent a couple weeks online Newegg, Amazon, anywhere, trying to find any sort of card, anything. Couldn't find anything. Um, So what we learned was Micro Center gets new shipments every Tuesday and Thursday. So for, I want to say, about two and a half straight weeks, I would get up at 730. I would drive to Micro Center, get there around 8 and wait in line with like 200 other people to hopefully potentially get a card or a CPU. That's, this is what I had to do to get one. So wow. I got the, I was able to get, and obviously you can't, you have no, no idea what's coming in those days. You don't know if there's going to be anything, but obviously they're good about telling you when you're in line, hey, we have X amount of cards. So what have you. I was able to get a 5600 fairly early, um, actually on launch day. So I, I've had that CPU since launch. Then the next week I was able to get a 5800 and I had that briefly, but I really wanted a 5900X. That's that's really what I wanted. I wanted those 12 cores, 24 threads. That's like the perfect sweet spot for gaming and performance. Yeah. So I finally went back. I had both those CPUs. The second week, I was able to get the 5900X, and obviously I've been sitting on that and installed that in my computer. And I sold the 5800 for like what I paid. I didn't try to gouge it or anything. Mm -hmm. And I've got the 56 in one of my smaller builds, and I'll be using that for like smaller builds as I go on. Now the graphics card was (laughs) even even more of a pain. Obviously they're in higher demand, and the lines for those were crazy. I tried to get a Ryzen, some of the new. I'm sorry, not Ryzen. Some of the new AMD cards, um, like the 6800 XT, what have you. Couldn't, there wasn't enough stock, but there were so many NVIDIA models, they would trickle out slowly over time. So the first card I actually got was the 3070 that I just pointed to in the background, the founder's edition. That was all I could get on launch. Um, Then I was able to secure three weeks later, a 3090, which is complete overkill. And I had no use for it. It, I'm like, I I don't need a $1,500 3090. So what I did was I sold the 3090 on eBay. I took what I made from selling it and bought the 3080 you see pictured in this video here. So I took what I made and bought an overpriced 3080 because I needed that specific card because it's the most compact, full-length 3080. It's the EVGA um, XC3 model. So it's about two slots, roughly, give or take. Most of the other cards are 2.5 slots or more. So they don't fit comfortably in a lot of the combat cases I use. So that's that there. And then As I was waiting for that car to come in, I was at Micro Center again, and they actually got it in stock like that morning. So this is like I'm waiting for it to be shipped and they have it in stock. So I just went ahead, I bought it, and then I resold the one from eBay, the price gouge one for the same price that I had paid for it, literally the same price. And so now I have a 3080. I had two for a while, uh, for a couple of days there, a 3070 and 5,600 X and a 5,900 X. So yeah. I went Magic. through the ringer, standing in the cold, but I finally got them.
0: But that's more cards than most people have seen in the last two years, right? I mean, it's been, nuts, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, well, that's but correct. you put the time in, I mean, okay. I mean, uh, we've had a lot of conversations in our discord group and here on the show about nothing being available. When I watched your video, it's like, uh, and now like, it's even better when I hear the story of like, I, I just thought you got those two parts and, you, you know, and, and here to find, you know, you had three, all three computers. processors
2: and then three, three GPUs. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But you waited
2: or No, four you, GPUs.
0: I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you put the time in and waited at micro center to be able to get it, to kind of get it. To, that's and and so and then you got all this money out right you're you're buying yeah holding you're selling you're exactly right yeah
2: see and i'm not the kind of person who does stuff like that like i'm not waiting for anything i'll just i'll get it when it comes out but i was it was time to upgrade i wanted to upgrade and i didn't really want to continue making videos about my 9900k and 2080 super like it was i was bored with those parts the 20 series cards, for me, just from a performance standpoint, I never felt like they were really where they should have been. Um, so I was ready to to move on. And oh yeah, and I had a 2080, which which I sold as well. You?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I had that. You really I- had a whole my uh, yeah. crypto mining farm at this point. Had you, kept you really them all?
0: did? You could have been. <laughs> like, I should have kept the 2080. You probably could have mined on them for a month, then sold them yeah. enough to pay the, you know, 20 bucks a day or whatever. You could yeah. probably, well, I, I'm,
2: I'm slacking. I will. I promise you, I will set up my <laughs> right. this week.
0: We will. I, well, about the time you do, minute. the prices will plummet, just to be honest. <laughs> yeah. so, you know, if you're exactly. talking about it, if you're saying, I'm finally going to do it. This is my the story of my life. I'm finally going to do it. It's too late. But if you're saying those words. <laughs> It's already too late. You jammed it. We're showing on the YouTube video right now. You jammed all that into a small form factor uh, um, case. And did you get a new motherboard for this setup as well?
2: Yes. So, pretty much, this is one of the only builds I've done where pretty much everything was new. I don't think I recycled anything actually in this build. So, this is kind of my end-all be-all perfect build custom for me. It has everything that I, I would, I've ever wanted. So the board you're seeing there is the um, ASUS X570i. So that's probably the best ITX X570 board there is. You could make an argument either way, but it has excellent VRM cooling, dual fans, all that fun stuff. Dual M.2 drive slots. So I have two, two terabyte M.2 drives in there. So I've got a ton of storage um, I wanted to get away from any 2.5 inch hard drives or anything, just keep it as clean and neat as possible. So finally getting away from that was like huge for me. I also went with uh, 64 gigs of Ram there. So more Ram than I've had in the past, um, but certainly enough. And surprisingly, I actually have filled it up a few times, whether I'm rendering or like you said, I'm a tab monster. Really? So I could have, I've had a hundred tabs open before, you know, I, I go crazy, but if I'm, editing videos, stuff like that, that 64 gigs actually
0: does come in handy. So yeah, pretty nice. Mike, what do you think?
1: Uh, I'm, I'm envious, <laughs> but, but you put in the time and the sweat and the tears. I know like, like I said, my brother-in-law just, I mean, just to get a 3070, he had the bots running, he had everything and still none of that worked it ended up getting, you know, paying a lot. He paid I think $300 over MSRP to a guy on Facebook marketplace here, here in town who had grabbed one. And um, it's, it was, it's, Crazy times for those, and, and I felt bad for him because he had just—I mean, this is his first PC he's ever built, and he just mm-hmm. happened to jump in at the wrong time. And he's like, "Man, <laughs> is it always this hard to get a GPU?" And uh I was like, "No, just the prices." No, but yeah, he was trying absolutely everything to to get these. Yeah, it so, was. Yeah. Uh, How do you feel
0: about the performance uh, of those yeah. of both the both chips, both chip and GPU? Mm-hmm. What, what, you know, are you are you happy with it? Is it working the way you want it to?
2: So. Overall, I will say yes, for sure. I think particularly on multi-threaded applications, that 5900X just sings. And I have it right now, I have it clocked at 4.6 gigahertz. So it's slightly overclocked and I didn't push it super hard, but 12 cores, 24 threads at that, it it pretty much handles anything that you could want it it to handle. Um, Rendering super fast. The GPU is almost a little bit more impressive. Um, it, It really does exactly what you think it would be. Uh, It's not as big of a jump as we've seen in the past, Um, like going from like nine series to 10 series. I think the percentage gains were a little bigger, but it was a decent, you know, 15 to 20% boost over like say a 2080. So I am definitely pleased with them. The one thing I'll say is just operating in Windows. I've noticed, and this could just be, I might need to just reinstall Windows, what have you, but it seems like, the Intel CPUs were a little bit quicker to respond to single-threaded applications or tasks. So just like opening and closing a browser, stuff like that, it seems like sometimes that, and I had a 9,900K before this, sometimes it might've been slightly more performant there, but it's it's so small, it's negligible. I, I wouldn't, wouldn't go back, certainly. Um, they run cool. So like even under full load, I've got a 280-millimeter 200, rad um, in there, and even under load, it is only hitting high 60s, low 70s max. So, I mean, it's it's really, really good, um, the thermals as well as performance. So I, I have no complaints. If anyone is able to get their hands on it, the CPUs are a little easier to get now than the GPUs, but go for it, for sure. Just Just yeah. go for it.
1: And thermals have to be massive for you because of the small form factor builds. I mean, you don't have any room for error when it comes to, you know, a, a GPU that gets really hot or, or runs hot. That Those are, are those I, I want to know how those numbers compare to past GPUs, because that sounds like really good to me. Like, for example, when I when I'm gaming on my 1660 and I have a big case, I'm getting up to that 6570 mark um, in a big case. So are you doing any tips or tricks to get those good thermals in those cases?
2: Yeah, so 100%, 100%, I would recommend anyone building, even if you're not building in a compact case, but anyone building a compact ITX build, make sure that you take some time to undervolt your GPU. It will give you the same performance. You're not going to lose anything. In some cases, you might gain performance while dramatically cutting down the wattage that's being pulled. Um, and cutting down, obviously, the heat that's being dumped back into your case. So just the process of undervolting that 3080 dropped the temperatures by, I believe, I, I'm remembering this off the top of my head, but I believe it was around five or six degrees, and the power consumption dropped by over 50 watts. So it's something that takes five minutes to do, essentially. You just get Afterburner, um, set up a profile, and drag the toggles. I can link you guys to a really helpful video that that I followed when I learned this a couple years ago. but that has a super, super dramatic effect overall on performance in these, these compact cases.
1: Is it pretty easy on, on that to find how far you can undervolt before you will start experiencing kind of you know bad effects from doing that?
2: Yeah, so there are general safe ranges that you'll learn and see for most cards, but typically the process I go is um, I just keep pushing, <laughs> pushing the sliders until uh, while I have Haven running. Um, oh, just yeah. Running. And if it crashes you went too far, you know, <laughs> right. typically like a safe range where you can, if you, and I, there's, I'm trying to think, I don't want to quote any actual millivolt numbers because people will go in and kill their graphics card, but there's a typically a safe recommended range. Any guide you see will will recommend, but it's a very simple process to do. If you're getting blue screen stutters, any, anything like that, roll, pull it back a little bit. Um, but There's there's no long-term damage or anything like that to your card. It really only will keep it cooler and, and healthy for longer, to be honest.
1: That's interesting. I've heard, you know, we used to do a lot of that back in the day when we were into the crypto mining right? Because any power you could save, uh, Mm. was, was more profitability, but it was different because you were thinking about it in terms of like hashing power. I wasn't using these cards. I had four cards on one machine, no monitors plugged in, wasn't gaming. So now, so I I was so comfortable doing that. So now I want to do it though, on my rig, just for, just like what you said, for everyday use, better Mm -hmm. thermals and everything, but I haven't done it in that context yet. So, knowing that you run your card 24-7 undervolted, uh, I Mm -hmm. might have to start playing with that on on my main rig. Number one, for when I'm gaming, and number two, now that I'm mining a little bit more, it could benefit both. Do you, you know, there's probably, you probably don't mess with all the other stuff in Afterburner, like the memory clocks or core clocks, or anything. You're just simply doing it for undervolting?
2: Yeah, so for my personal system, I usually will take the time to super tune everything. Uh, If I'm just doing like a build video, like most of the videos you see on my channel. No, I'll pop an undervolt in and just keep everything at stock. So I do have uh, undervolt and a slight overclock as well um, on my graphics card. And that's the memory and the actual core clock as well. So, yeah, I take some time, you know, take a day or so, fine tune everything, dial in the settings, make sure I'm not overdrawing the power supply, what have you, since I only have a 600 watt power supply in there. Um that's what kind of power problem.
1: is that pulling stock? And then what are you pulling now?
2: So, stock, it was hitting upwards, it was hitting close to that 600 mark. So, it would be in that 570 range, wow. which is obviously for 600 watts power supply, not ideal. Um, we're bumping up against it. But then after undervolting, we're under 500 watts. So, that's okay. total system, you know, while gaming. But, um, you, yeah, obviously you can undervolt the CPU as well. That's not typically something I recommend doing because you're sacrificing performance pretty much every time there, but it has a different effect on the GPUs. So you can kind of undervolt and overclock. I know it sounds uh, backwards, but it, it works.
1: Jim, is that bringing back uh, memories of, of back in the day when you uh-huh. had those 1060s hooked up and, yeah. and messing with all that stuff?
0: It does, it does. Jay, I'm, I am for sure going to get a copyright strike on your account. Uh <laughs> oh,
2: I, I just told them. Just
0: hit yeah, them. I, they're they're really uh, they're really good about letting you know. They'll say, "Hey, somebody's <laughs> been you know somebody's been hijacking your stuff." We, if you are only listening to the audio, it's perfectly fine. I've been uh, Jay uh, put a video together. You want to go to just go to Tech Everything on YouTube. Watch his channel. It's the the, the, the last couple that are out there um, are, are really really good. Um, I was showing a lot of that build. So if you want to come to my YouTube channel and watch, or just go to Jay's, and, uh, and you can watch the full, including commentary. You weren't playing the commentary, but um, it'll be, you'll have to let me know if it shows up as a copyright strike uh, for, for, for you. Um, I've, I've had at work, I've had some folks who have uh, used parts of our video and they didn't necessarily get permission. And that's kind of okay, but mm-hmm. it showed up on YouTube and I'm like, Oh, yikes. Oh, really? Should be careful. Yeah. Yeah, they're getting I really good that, uh... at it.
2: Couple of years ago, but I haven't seen it happen wow. since. It was like a lot of times you'll see like uh, weird foreign co- companies just like take your stuff as promo material or steal it and put it in their video. I've mm-hmm. had that happen a couple of times. Yeah, that, that's about it. But I've actually I, I, speaking of this case, I've actually moved on. I've switched to another case since I made that video, an even better case. Um, I switched to the Sliger SV590. I don't know if you guys have seen that case. I'll I'll drop a link to you. Yeah. But, it's, it's pretty cool, and I'm gonna have a video coming out on that. Hopefully this weekend, but do not hold me to that. But a same size case, case. It's a little bigger, so from a, a leader standpoint, I believe it's it's two liters larger than th- thirteen up from eleven, I think. So it's a little bit bigger, but it's vertical, so it takes up oh, less cool. space. actually, yeah, really cool case. Um, something I, I I'm really really excited about it one of my favorite cases so far and i also have in studio um there's a new case that everyone's going crazy about in the itx community called the mesh i know that's a stupid name it's one <laughs> of the dumbest names it's like the cyber truck of names but it, hey, it, hey,
0: it, hey hey
2: hey <laughs> hey it's all airflow case <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so that'll be that's another interesting vertical case. So there's some from a case standpoint, there's some really cool stuff that's coming out or or is already out um, that I'll be popping some of these Ryzen chips into in the future.
1: It's always so shocking when when you're not into that community of building those PCs and then seeing what the case manufacturers do to make those small form factors fit everything you need. I mean, the fact that you're able to fit a thirty eighty into one of these is just it's amazing that the they make so much use of the small space they have and i remember every time you come on you talk about this i go into this rabbit hole on youtube for about the next 24 hours i'm just like i just i love watch i love watching build videos in general and mm. then seeing how you guys fit everything into that it, it, it's almost like um those like oddly satisfying videos right Where was like no way that's all gonna fit and then all of a sudden the, like, the case closes and i'm like that that's impressive <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I I think I kind of, you know, cause I've done, I've been doing ITX builds for so long. I kind of lose a little bit of the magic of it sometimes. And then when people comment and they're like, Oh my God, like that was, that's cool. And I, and then I'm like, you know what that is, it is kind of cool that everything's so tiny, compact and jammed in here. So I gotta, I gotta reconnect.
1: Well, and there's no, what I like about it is I'm a very lazy computer builder. Like I, I wish there wasn't glass on the side of my case. Cause I wish I could just throw everything in there and not worry about the looks. So watching how much time you guys have to take to make sure, I mean, cause if your cables are, you can't just make a mess of cables cause that's space. That's like not going to be, that's going to mess with something else. So I just, I appreciate almost the art form of it. And I feel like you kind of, you know, you kind of have to enjoy the art form to be into that style of case and, and size, right? Because, I mean, there's really no reason you couldn't have a big hunking case sitting next to your your desk. Now, maybe if like a home media application or something, you really need to get that small. But it, it's kind of like an art form, I consider it, of, of the computer building world.
2: Totally. I totally agree. I, and I really like the engineering that goes into it. It's kind of like, it's almost like a car. Like it's yeah. taking that form and function, merging them together. And a lot of the creators of these cases, you can talk to them. It's not like a Lian Lee, Lee or a Corsair. It's a guy and a small team making you know, making a case because he's passionate about it. So I've had a lot of cool conversations, met a lot of cool people in the community because they just do because they like it. You know, it's not even necessarily always profitable because a lot of these small run cases, they have to be 300, $400 because they're only might be making a thousand of them. Um, so they just do it because they like to do it. So it is really cool. And, and the stuff they come up with is awesome.
1: Yeah.
0: So if you, if you want to go out and uh, catch what Jay's doing, head out to tech everything.com, make sure you get out there and it links to his Twitter and YouTube. Actually that's, that's how I talked to Jay's. We we talked back and forth on Twitter, which is, I never thought that'd be a form of email, but it worked. <laughs> it worked.
2: Um, yeah. A lot of people have been reaching out to me on Twitter. I actually realized I've had that Twitter account since I started my channel and I realized I had all incoming messages, but people I follow blocked. So when I open that up, <laughs> there are like a hundred messages from people yeah. that probably think I hate them over the years. So sorry guys if wow. if,
1: if I didn't answer you, but that's why. And tech mm-hmm. everything is T E K, just before so you guys yes. are all the Thank audio you. listeners, T-E-K, T-E-K everything. everything. Also T-E K everything on YouTube.
0: Yep. Jay, you um you surprised me with a new piece of gear. I wasn't planning on talking about this, uh, but you got a new road shotgun mic that really, it's not an it's not new to the market in the sense, but you've mm-hmm. kind of made it, you've kind of turned it in. Yeah, hold on. Let me, let me make you full screen. Hold that up. Hold that up to the screen there. Yeah. There so go. typically, this is a shotgun mic that sits on top of maybe a camera, a DLSR camera, right, that mm-hmm. you would use, Mike, you might use this as you're filming some things or, yeah. or a, a vlog, right, or whatever. Jay, you decided to kind of make it your, you're working from home, just, just yep. like I am as well. You kind of decided to make it your your kind of work microphone, right? How's that yep. work? I mean, do, do people know it? how long you've been doing it and do people notice?
2: I've, ha- I've actually only had this for, what, two weeks, I think. So okay. I, I, I literally just got it. It's funny because I was on a big team meeting, our Monday morning office meeting. And our CEO was like, you sound awesome. Like you sound wh-. like, so it was pretty funny just to hear, <laughs> just to hear that. So people seem to be liking it and enjoying it. Um, But yeah, I picked it up because obviously as someone who films video, audio is very important. Some might say it's even more important than the actual video. Um, so I wanted to. Get better audio. I've been using lav mics for years. I had a Sennheiser kit and also the Rode VideoMic Go kit that everyone has. Those little squares and they sound fine, but I wanted something that was simple to use, could just plug it into the camera, and sounded really good. Um, But then when I found out that this had USB-C port that could connect it straight into the computer and use it just like any other condenser mic, I was sold. I was like, "This, I have to have this." So I picked it up. Tested it out, and the rest is history. It really works very well. This whole shock mount I got here was like fifteen dollars total. This mini shock mount. And so then, do
0: that again for those folks. Yeah. So not a fancy. The shock mount itself sits on top of just a yeah. regular mic stand. Right. Is that? Yeah.
2: The desktop mic stand there. So.
0: Well, okay. So here for a second though, Jay. Before you put that back, I mean, point nope. that the other direction, and then say something, right? Point it away from you. Now say something.
2: Hello. Can you? Yeah. Uh, yeah well.
0: Talk- doesn't sound great because it's a shotgun yeah. mic, right? It's designed. Yeah. Oh, no, no. yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So it does a really good job with rejection. Um, it, yeah. it does its job. And it has a 30-hour battery life if you're using it as a, a mic for a camera. You want to do stuff like that. Or it's obviously USB-C, so it can just charge and plug into your computer indefinitely. So, I mean, one of those sneaky purchases. I'm all about things that do multiple things. I love versatility and... This is just one of those latest product products.
1: I love those products from Rode. They do a lot of really good stuff like that. Like the, I'm, I'm exactly with you. The multi-use stuff, that's why I love these ATR 2100s because I have XLR going into my mixer for this gaming rig that I podcast on. But it also has a USB output that I plug into my work laptop. You know, because my work laptops really locked down. I can't install anything on it, but it allows you to plug in USB. So same microphone, two different outputs, and you can pull them at the same time. Like those type of things, like your microphone right there, right? Throw it on top of a a camera, battery powered, and then plug it into USB and and use it. I I just, I love those type of tools. I think it's becoming a little bit more of a trend, right? Especially for us video creators, because... We go out and about and we film and then we also come back and we sit at our desk and we, you know, do videos just like this. And when we were having the conversation earlier, the thing I love about that microphone that you're on is you sound and for YouTube, I think this is huge. You sound like we're in a room talking to each other. I was kind of mentioning that, you know, for podcasts, I want I, I like, you know, the radio sound. But for YouTube, I love the natural, like we're in the same room sound. I think those are two very different things. So when you're doing tech reviews, when you're doing those sort of videos, I like that audio almost better. Uh, I find myself watching videos of people with microphones in front of them. And I'm like, I, this is normal for me if I'm in a car listening to audio only, but I'm watching you and it doesn't sound like I'm sitting in front of you. It's, it's kind of a weird thing to explain, but that one sounds really nice it's it's actually kind of a good mix because when you get that thing nice and close to you like it did now it sounds yeah. almost yeah it sounds like a podcasting <laughs> mic but at the same time it still has that you know in-person feel to it yeah how much do, been, how much does that run
2: uh these are 250 so not super oh, that's cheap not bad but at all not bad for what you're getting i mean no
1: for uh, audio gear i mean that's that's a yeah. good price
2: yeah, because I coming, think obviously they have a whole line of condenser mics, and yes, some are like five hundred thousands of dollars. You know, they do. so,
0: yeah, Road has a bunch, but you're kind of between the Hiles and the in the Electro Voice. You know, those are probably four and five hundred. So the really good condenser mics, and then um, you would get on the low end, and these I shouldn't say low, but the lower end. This ATR twenty one hundred, Samsung two Q two U A. Yeti 100B100, uh, I think is what's called. They're all about a 100 bucks. Mm-hmm. So you could, Mike, you can, this is a, you know, this is a $200 setup that I have here to get this right. microphone, this arm. You could go cheaper on the arm if you want to. Right. Jay, you, you you spent, instead of that, you spent most of your money on the mic, and then you have a super cheap setup because it's not in the camera, right? right. It's, right. you don't need a fancy, you're, how far, how far is it like an arm's length, do you think, if you have an well, arm?
1: About two-fifths, I guess you'd say, two or three-fifths. Yeah. Well, about. it's actually that. not that much further out than, yeah. you know, We don't yeah.
0: see it uh, yeah. for audio listeners. We don't see it, Dave McCabe. We don't see that in the camera when you're, um, uh, when you have it here. In fact, um, Tony Rayner had uh, taken a picture of us, like he always does, every week. Tony, thanks for doing that tweet. He put it on Twitter. Um, you can't see it, which for some people, they really, like, I Listen, we used to send people these microphones, and people have microphones, and they, they you know, they try to get them off camera. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, could you get it a little bit closer, you know, to you type thing? Well, I want them close. That, that's pretty great for, for us not being able to see it. Yeah, yeah and I like I'm the
1: really noise perfect. rejection, too. Horrible.
2: I'm notoriously horrible at, like, staying close. Like, I'm not one of those people. I, like, I just for whatever reason, I'm, like, all over the place. So, this is, works a little bit better for me, I think. Yeah. Um,
0: well, I, to it. I think a really good option, like, a really good office option for working from home. Like, I, this working from home stuff for a lot of people is going to be near permanent for some. Yeah. Like, they're home forever, or at least they totally change jobs or whatever not all of us, a lot of us are going to go back and some of us didn't get to go home. But from, mm-hmm. from that standpoint, I think, you know, as you're talking, there's, that would be a great upgrade for somebody who's really struggling with their audio. We, yeah. uh, at Gallup, they issued us Jabra 40s, uh, Jabra Elite 40s, 75 bucks, you know, so it's a headset. I, man, that thing is my daily driver go-to. I love that thing on my head. love the way it sounds. I love that it's always there because I, I am too. I'm like moving all over the place, you know? So a headset and it's clear, it's crystal clear. Like nobody ever says what, what did you say? You know, kind of thing. can you say that again?
2: I tried right. two other mics. Like st- I tried the Elgato wave three, which is $150, just standard condenser. And I was like, this is okay. Um, not great. And I tried the road, their new, I can't remember what it was. Oh, NT one USB. I think mini is their new little hundred dollar mic. It's just, it looks cool. Little capsule mic. It sounded good, but again, you had to be like right up on it. Like it's, if I was as far away from it as you guys are, you wouldn't even be able to hear me. There just wasn't enough gain or power there. So then I was like, let's get something real. And th- yeah, the wave three, if you're a streamer and a gamer and you have no issue having the mic in your face, it's a, it's a good mic, but obviously quality, um, does not compare to, to the road. that. Yeah.
0: It's a little harder to do it that way. I, I I just, I'm not a big, you know, I think, is that a condenser mic?
1: Yeah. Yeah. The wave three. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so you just can't, for most, for most people, they just can't get a quiet enough room. They can't get a treated enough room. You know, they're trying to put a non, you know, they're trying to put a condenser mic that's picking up everything in a room that is, is not noise proof, so to speak. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I, I, I remember in the early days when we were podcasting, I had this squeaky chair and I couldn't hear it, but, but everybody else could, you know, one of those kind of things like, I'd sat in that thing so long, you know, I just didn't even hear it anymore. But Dave, uh, I was podcasting with Dave McCabe at the time. He's like, dude. Your chair, like it's (laughs) all the time. And even with a dynamic, you know, with a dynamic mic, it was, you could hear it. And, um, Hey, uh, real quick, you, you just posted this on your YouTube channel. You just got now. Okay. I'm, I'm super cheapo. So spending more than $150 on an office chair is a lot for me, but you found (laughs) a way to take a thousand dollar office chair and kind of pick it up for about 500 bucks. Is that right?
2: Oh, it's, it's so funny you mentioned that because I I move very fast over here and I post very little. The chair that you're referencing, I'm not even sitting in right now. So yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, let's talk about, let's talk about the concept really quick. You've got to get it super
2: yet. So there's a company they reached out called um, Crandall Office Furniture, and there are some other companies that do this that I've found since, but essentially they take, you know, premium chairs, in this case, a Steelcase Leap V2, and which is a very nice chair around seven, $800 chair. Um, perfect ergonomics. Very comfortable. I loved it. Um, they take them, buy them from, I guess, offices or wholesalers, refurbish them, replace the pads, all that fun stuff. And they even do some custom prints if you want them to. So if you, if you guys get a chance to see the video, you can see like the custom backing of my chair. I, they put my logo on it and what have you. They can do all sorts of colors and fun stuff like that. Um, yeah. I think this is, they'll probably come up soon or I hit it somewhere in the video, but it's, I, it's I, a really I, cool.
0: Remember seeing it, Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. So like for, for four or 500 bucks, you can get an $800, thousand dollars chair. Um, in my experience, the one I got was essentially perfect. It was like brand new, super easy to set up um, a really cool service. And if you wanted, if you had an office, you wanted to put your logo on it. There you go. The print wasn't amazing. Like that's not the most amazing print job, but Again, it's optional. You don't have to get that. Or you could get it without a logo or just something more simple. So I, I think it's a really cool service if someone's looking for a nice premium chair. Um, they have a couple of few models there. And there are some other companies that do do similar things as well. You just have to look out for them. But I actually got another chair that I'm sitting in. You can kind of see it. This is called the Mavic's M9. I'll do a little spin room for you. Um, Won't go into super details about this, but this is actually a thousand dollar chair and there will be a full video on this. This is a really, really cool chair. So like a premium Mm -hmm. gel padded um, gaming office hybrid chair that I'm I'm loving. So it made me I literally took that Crandall chair, the leap, and I gave it to my dad. So that's (laughs) that's and that That was was a great. chair. I can't even that is was a tremendous chair that I used for probably six months. So.
1: Yeah. I need a chair upgrade. I, I need like, there needs to be a PSA to all like kids, parents out there. These that I want, I'm sitting in these like gaming chairs. Dude, it was like the racer car, the racer chair look that every yeah. gamer like 10 years. I don't know how many long. Got, I got it a while ago. Everyone thought like it was the coolest thing. They are so uncomfortable and so terrible <laughs> for you. And I sit in this thing and about 12 hours a day right cuz working from home right now and i just i have a lot of regrets on not investing in a good chair at the beginning of the pandemic cuz i feel like my back has uh, taken a hit
2: yeah Go. i had one of those before my last chair and so i feel your pain yeah.
0: well, <laughs> oh, well you're you're you know you're a you're a software developer right you write you you do code right?
2: i am a, not a software i'm a front end developer so websites that okay. sort of thing.
0: Okay, but you're still writing code. You're still sitting in a yeah. chair, hands on the keyboards, writing code all day. How important? Um, so going from that five hundred dollar chair to a, ta- <laughs> yeah, um, going from a five hundred dollar chair to a thousand dollar chair. Do you notice a difference between the two?
2: Um, I. That's that's a hard question to answer. So. I will say these chairs force different postures because of the way they're set up a little bit differently for the leap V two for somebody with good posture, which is not me, somebody with good posture. I think that's a really good chair. Someone who doesn't need neck support. That's a really good chair. Perfect. Um, This chair, I took the neck piece off for this, this podcast because it's big and it looks stupid, but it does have a neck support. So for someone like me who has, who gets back soreness? Um, this chair is just a little better overall. It also has a gel padded bottom. So it kind of conforms to you a little bit better and it's soft by not being too plush. So I'd say this is more comfortable over time. And I feel like less fatigue in my back, I'd say. But that probably has more to do with my poor posture than it does it, I would say the chair, unfortunately.
0: Okay. Yeah. And I, you know, listen, I always buy the $109 Office Depot special. I ride those things for like five years, five or six years <laughs> till they just fall apart. And then I buy another one. And <laughs> I probably should, I probably should spend, you know, especially as, as much as I'm being home. Although this week I went in twice. And you can I, probably ride it off. You no, know, I probably could. I probably could. But now,
2: to be fair, I wouldn't have paid for either of these chairs if I'm honest. I don't think I would have paid for either of these chairs. The fact that they were sent, sent to me, Makes a big difference. Spending $1,000 on an office chair, I think that's overkill. You can get a great chair for way less than that. But if you're looking for like something premium, that is there for you.
0: Yeah. 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 No, so. good. It, I, it's a, I think it's important. It's one of those things. It's one of those tools. You know, Mike Howard, a good friend of ours, passed away a couple of years ago. He, well, actually, just last year. He um, sat on a folding chair, like a metal folding chair, for like years. Oh, and wow. I mean, I bet it was three or four years before, maybe five before he bought like a real chair. And I remember talking to him, Yeah, you know, he podcasted, he sat in that thing. Every time I called him, he was in that thing. I was like, dude, like get <laughs> some padding in the, ch- like, how do you do that? And not, you know, and, and, uh, he, he just did it. He's like, I got this. It's just a, f-, you know, it's like you have a church, you know, <laughs> It, <worked for> him. <laughs> it did. I don't know how he did it. I mean, I, I, I it would have been, um, too uncomfortable for me. Jay, you mentioned a few things coming up in your channel, just some things, anything else you want to highlight as far as stuff that you're looking ahead to that you may be making some YouTube videos on coming up.
2: Yeah, I got some cool stuff coming up. Actually, I have some things on my desk. I don't even have to go looking. So one is I just held up briefly. So this is the key key crime K three. It's an ultra slim 10 keyless low profile, fully mechanical keyboard with replaceable keycaps. So um, that's very cool. One of the coolest keyboards that I've seen personally. Holy
0: mechanical. So clickety-clack. Holy the whole, whole shit, yeah. Okay.
2: And you can replace the switches. You can replace the caps. And you obviously saw how, oh, it's, it's also wireless and has RGB on it as well. So <laughs> it's got pretty much everything that you could want. USB-C there in the front. Yeah. You can see how thin it is and kind of how low profile the keys are. Mm -hmm. So far, I've had this for about, I want to say two weeks. It was a Kickstarter thing. It was only only 75 bucks. Um, It's been amazing. So, pairs to three devices, you can run it wired or wireless, obviously like every modern keyboard, but super cool if you want a minimalist look and you want adjustable switches. I have brown switches in here, but I also got the blacks in case you wanted something, you know, tactile or not. Um, They have all those options there. So that's really cool. Also, something I'll probably write an article about, but I don't know if I'll do a video fully about. These um, are, I've been getting a little bit more back into audio. So these are the Ico OH-10, and they are around a $200 um, IM in your, in your monitor, and they are amazing. They're one of the best sounding things and I'm not exaggerating. I'm, they're one of the best sounding things I've ever heard. And I have a lot of good audio equipment in here. I have more expensive IMs, more expensive headphones, more expensive speakers. But these, for some reason, just how they just sound great. They're really good. And 200 bucks probably sounds like a lot to some people for IMs. Um, but in the premium IM market, that is cheap, to be perfectly honest. So, and those are um, wired? Yeah, these are wired. These are, wire. these are okay. wired. But I also, I've been using last thing I'll mention is this thing is a Fio BTR-5. Um, and it's a little Bluetooth dongle that you can see how small it is. It looks kind of like an old iPod Nano or something like that. And it has a removable plastic clip piece on. And that's what that is. Um, and this is a amp DAC for your headphones. So you can see in the top there, there's a balanced input here, a 2.5 millimeter and then a standard 3.5 millimeter jack. So it's got all the connectivity you would want. It's got a little OLED screen on the front. Um, and this is amazing because it does AptX, AptX HD, it does LDAC, which if you're into audio, that's going to be probably the highest end codec streaming losslessly that you're going to get. Um, so I use this when I'm out with IEMs or even if I'm just running around the house and I want to just have IEMs in. Um, this thing for a hundred bucks has been amazing. This is one of the cooler things I've seen. So, And also has an app that lets you, you can set up an EQ, you can do all sorts of fun stuff in there as well. Um, really cool device, good battery life, highly recommend. So I'll probably, these kind of things, I usually just write an article on the website. I probably won't do a video on them, but you can, you can look out for that in the future.
1: What headphones are you using now for the show?
2: Uh, I'm just using these Razer Hammerhead wireless, just these little cheapos and just, I like these because they're ultra comfortable and ultra light. And
1: yeah,
2: yeah. I got my AirPods pro here too, as well. I use those when I, when I go out.
1: Oh, I like that case is that like a is that a skin for the case?
2: Oh uh, yeah, it's a hard shell carbon fiber case for. Them,
0: oh, so.
1: very nice. Yeah. So,
0: Jay, you have way too much disposable. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, you want you want to see disposable? This is just what's next to me. So, I've the AirPods <laughs> Pro. I've got the. Uh, these are the what are they called? Um, the OnePlus Buds, I think, and then the Razer Hammerhead Wireless. That's just what's in my hand, and then I also have. It's close by. I have these which is the typical AirPods that you all know and love. So I'm I'm obsessed,
0: you can say. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. No judgment here. We're we're gadget geeks. Like there's no And secretly
1: gadget. he owns one of those LeBron cards that are worth about six <laughs> figures right now. Did you buy one yet, Mike? Do you have one? I, no, cuz I said the sign-ups are they're they're you closed down right now. You or? can't <laughs> sign up. I know I'm trying to find the black market for him and I haven't found it yet. <laughs> um, hey, I want to learn I want to be a miner for their uh Yeah, Yeah. for their their blockchain.
0: blockchain. For their blockchain. Um, Jay, last week, Aaron Lawrence was on with us, and she was talking about, and I've already forgotten the name of it. Mike, what's the over the year Apple uh, headphones? Maxes, AirPod Maxes. AirPod Max. Have you looked at those?
2: Um, Yeah, I looked at them. The problem with Apple and high-end audio, Apple's where you go for convenience. Like, I have the AirPods Pro, and they're amazing, but not... I don't go to them when I want to hear crystalline perfect audio. I go to them when I'm out or getting on a plane or just casually walking because they're perfect for that sort of thing. They sound good, but they don't sound amazing. I haven't heard the AirPods Pro, but people that I trust told me explicitly, they sound good, but you can get better audio from a hundred dollars set of headphones. So um, for me, that price point, I don't really see much appeal, especially the weight and the styling. They're also really ugly, in my opinion. Yeah, (laughs) I agree. So, I mean, it's like uh, you really didn't do anything for me there. And then they're heavy as well. So I've Uh, got the Sony 100 MX3s, the last year's model. So they're perfectly fine. They sound pretty good. If I need noise canceling, I'll go there. Um, Or I'll just go with something better. you know. But some people are going to get those. If you have a MacBook, I can see that being...
1: Good, but I'm a Windows user.
0: Three, three fifty yeah. or two fifty. What did those? Five
1: forty nine for the AirPod Maxes. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why I'm excited to see Aaron Lawrence's review because, like the the convenience side of it is a big thing, but mm-hmm. you know that sound. I think Jay, kind of what you said, and kind of what she's expecting is they're not going to blow her you know, out of the water be like, Oh my gosh, they're amazing. I have to keep them. Uh, she's doing it as a review and, and yeah. And then like, it's just like the little things with them. Like they don't fold in the case doesn't, the case is weird. Like there's just all these extra things. I'm like, man, for 549 bucks, uh, it's odd.
2: Poorly designed. If they, yeah, if you're like, like your commenter said, if you are locked in, you have Apple TV, iPhones, iPads everywhere. Great. I'm sure they'll be good for you because you can use them at home and on the go. But if you're, like me, Windows users, my tablet is an Android tablet. Like I don't, you know, it's just, there's no crossover there for me. Unfortunately.
1: Yeah. If you're in the Apple ecosystem, I I can fully justify telling someone AirPod Pros even at $250 yeah. are, are worth it, right? Same thing with like the watch, you know, everything. Because even yeah. though it has, yep, it has the expense to it. But man, I have I have not not worn an Apple Watch a day since I got my very first one a few years ago, yeah. right? It's just like there's so much to it and the iPhone, Um but yeah, there are some of those products where it's like, uh, I don't know. I, I couldn't in good faith recommend that yet to anyone.
2: That's funny you say that because I was a non-believer until I, I just got one for my birthday and it hasn't left my wrist. It's amazing. And I it's, it. it's
1: weird how it does it. it I, I agree. My dad was the same way because actually when I got my second one, I gave my old one to my dad and he was the same way. Like ah, I would never wear that thing. He hasn't taken it off a day since either. It's uh, it's great. There's, there's even a fantastic app for hockey tracking, um, that you, I, so I wear it while I play hockey. And I mean, just the level of detail it gives you on your skate is amazing. Skating is a hard thing to track, right? Cause yeah. like you're gliding and you're moving. So it's, 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 it's amazing. The Apple watch is great. Cool.
2: What's the hockey tracker. I didn't know they had uh sports specific ones.
1: Yeah. So it's um, a third party app. It's called, it's called hockey tracker. Um, oh. And I think it was like 20 bucks for the app, but completely worth it. It even goes into things like, oh, what was the, so if you go into your game, Things like VO2 max, your heart rate recovery, all the graphs, it outlays your speed with your heart rate over it. So it's using your heart rate a lot to be like, man, he's working really hard. So it it rates your skating efficiency too. So how fast was I traveling compared to how fast my heart going tells you how efficiently you're getting up to speed. I mean, it's just some really cool metrics that, you know, I'm sure there's the same thing for like cycling and other apps but yeah. this is the first time because i'm not a cyclist i'm not i'm not even a big runner um but so mm-hmm. it's the first time i've seen these kind of detailed stats and kind of a, a way to show over time too as the charge of hey your skating efficiency has been going up right you're trending in the mm-hmm. right direction it's it's really cool i love those little tiny things and wearing a watch i thought would be annoying but actually i don't even notice it under my hockey gloves yeah. it's just uh, it's just there
2: yeah, it's cool. I've been using it for, um, to like control my hue lights and stuff. It's just like little things. The Roku app is cool. It's just little quality of life things that, that make it worth it for sure.
0: Agreed. Just the other day, uh, phone rang. So my phone rang, the Mac mini rang, and my phone and my watch <laughs> buzzed. So, you know, you can hear it on, and I could, I could answer it from just about anything. You think the most, you know, you think I'd grab my earbuds, put it in, and answer it on the Mac. Right. But I answered on my watch. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, hey, what's going on? You know, you hey, hey, how's it going? And like taking phone calls on the watch, which I thought would be super nerdy, which it is, and kind of dorky. It's super convenient. Yeah, like, you can hear it. They can hear you. It just kind of works. It
2: does for sure. Unless just as long as you're not. I was last time I was on a plane. There was yeah. a grandma literally <laughs> having a full conversation. <laughs> And
1: I was just like, okay, okay,
0: lady. All right, grandma, <laughs> take the watch off. <laughs> put the put the watch on
1: airplane mode. I miss being on a Mac because my favorite feature was being able to just tap my spacebar, wake up my Mac, and it unlocks because it knows I'm wearing my watch. Like I missed that feature so much. That was like that's ah, not, that enough for me. It's like wearing a key to your computer. That's not working yeah, for definitely.
0: me. We got it. We got You and me got to troubleshoot that because it's still, it's not working for me. Is it an M1 thing, you think? Uh, no, not know. I don't know. I need to troubleshoot yeah. it. I'll, I'll spend some time figuring it out. I, I don't get to, as we know, as we talked about the monitor earlier, the monitor problems. To, I don't get too worried about those things, you know? Like, ah, we'll figure it out, like, somewhere down the line. So, uh, so anyways. Well, Jay, thanks for, we, we, we've kept you an hour and a half. I don't want to keep it too much longer. Thanks for coming out. me and being, thanks for coming back, saying yes whenever I ask you to come back. I... Usually I usually wait for a couple super cool videos to come out and then I'm like, all right, it's time to have Jay back on and with me.
2: That's like once every six months at the right. That
0: I post. That's a good pace for us. Just to be honest, that's kind of a good, you, you actually fit our community really well. Cause I don't think anybody's <laughs> into geez, the, the proliferation of you, of daily YouTube. Yeah. It's nuts, right? It's,
2: it's something crazy. that I, I've struggled with. Cause it's kind of like, uh, I I never want to feel like I'm making content just to do it. You know, like I never want to feel that way. And if I don't feel passionate about something or I think something's cool, as you see, there are long gaps. I just won't make a video. You know, I just, and obviously that sucks for the algorithm and for channel growth, but um, I don't know. That's just the way that I manage it. People, A lot of channels are just trying to survive out there and make money, which is unfortunate in some aspects.
0: But some are doing real well. You know, I watch a bunch of DIYers who are, you know, who are crushing it. You know, they're doing, they're doing really, really well. It's so funny because you can see their spending go up as their YouTube channel gets more popular. So (laughs) all of a sudden they're buying, you know, tracks for their gator. And all of a sudden, like, we're building a new barn. (laughs) You're like, in this economy? Did you... didn't did, did, did you know that wood just doubled in price and they're, you know, they're building a brand new barn and you're like, hmm, YouTube money, you know? <laughs> well, yeah. I got the
2: spending part down. I got to get the. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, uh, uh, Jay, good enough for me in what you do. It's always great. You make, you make great videos and I'll encourage everyone to go out, techeverything.com. Thank watch you. The, you watch the video um, that Jay puts this box together, and even though he's already moved it to another case. I think there's a lot to learn by watching what you because you do this all the time. You're constantly doing builds. And just the way you put a build together is methodical. And so I think there's some stuff to learn about the way you do it and, you know, and, and the, the parts you put in, how you get it done. You're especially working in very small spaces. And so you have to be very, very detailed. Cabling is my, uh, my weakness, Like I need big cases just because I don't know how to cable. You always do such a great job of making sure the cables are in the right places, doing the right thing. So so I try
2: that's definitely the hardest part. Getting those cables wrangled. And I'm not as perfect as it at it as I should be. Um, but I try to get my zip tie game on and make it as neat as possible.
0: Right on. My son does the same. I need to learn. I need to learn from him. I'm terrible. The problem is is this. Let's just and I'll wrap it with you with this. You put the zip ties on the second they're zipped and they're tight. You're like, Oh, I need to do one more thing. And then you got to <laughs> snip them off and they do it again. Right. And I'm like, why? I just, just, just leave it a mess. It's fine. Mike. <laughs> are you, are you a neat guy or do you kind of your cables? Okay, good.
1: No, that's why I said like, I, I wish all the glass would go away no. the side because I just kind of, I make it look good enough, right. Just for presentation, but I, I hate doing it. Um, it's, it's not my thing, but I, that makes me really appreciate it. When I see it in other machines, yeah. so my brother-in-law is the opposite. He is fantastic at cable management and his, you know, it's even behind a back panel that you can't see. And when you take it off, it still looks great. I'm like, no one sees that. He's <laughs> like, yeah, but it's like, I'm like, you do it right.
0: Well, okay. <laughs> Thanks for coming out. Appreciate it. We won't make, we won't let you, we won't bore you through our, <laughs> our, uh, end of the yeah. show stuff. I, I don't want to take any more time than I ever have. Thanks for coming on. We'll we'll bring you back uh, uh, as soon as I see a bunch of videos come out. Here, this is a little, little motivation for you. We'll you we'll call you back up and have you back on. Thanks for coming on tonight. I
2: appreciate awesome. it. Awesome. Thanks, guys. It's Great. always fun.
0: Great seeing you. Stay safe, okay? You too. All right. Thanks, Jay. Appreciate it. Mike, a uh, couple of reminders on our way out. I just love Jay. He's just like… A lot of fun
1: to talk to. So, one, like his desk is <laughs> phenomenal. <laughs> yeah and that new build is
0: clean i like it it's so great it's so great jay thanks for thanks for coming on uh there it is there's the beautiful cyber truck i'm just showing it to you right now on there we're going to talk a little bit about this in the post show i may get the credit card out i may get the i'm not gonna lie i may get the brand new it's still in the package oh,
1: look at that apple card you won't even well that card won't do you any good because it doesn't have any numbers on it
0: no, you can. The there's an option when you go to order that says Apple
1: Card. Yeah, but you, you I mean, but that's not going to do any good. You can't swipe it. No, you need mean, your phone out. Oh, I'm, okay, but I'm gonna. Yeah, okay. Isn't know, you know, you know. that it's, it's funny? Like the the physical card, you can't even. That doesn't do any <laughs> good. I just wanted to be fancy because I still have the yeah. card in the envelope.
0: We are, uh, we're live every Thursday, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern. Hopefully, uh, if you've made it this far, we've engaged you in some way. Just make sure you go and visit Jay. Everything Tech. No, Tech Everything, T-E-K, techeverything.com. Uh, don't forget, uh, you can, you can support us on Patreon. I told you guys at the beginning of the show, I would show that. And so we appreciate those Patreon subscribers, you know, Brian and Tim. I got to fix that Tim one there. Ed and Aaron, Joe. Jim, Ross, Andy, John, Ed, Ryan, Justin, John, Brian, Dwayne, Nathaniel, and Paul. And I'm sure Paul is coming for the, uh, I'm sure once I ask him, he'll come to the Tesla uh, roundtable that we're going to put together. So thanks for supporting us um, on Patreon. If you want to do- join the Discord group, uh, I had whiskey and beer tonight, so it's going to be a struggle here right at the end. Um, I had some uh, Old Forester. Have you had Old Forrester bourbon? No. Okay. Well, it's too bad you're not drinking anymore. But when you do decide, let me know. I'll bring some over. If you want to join us in the Discord group, head out to theaverageguy.tv slash Discord, and we'd love to have you there. Don't forget to leave a message for us. Question, comment, whatever. Jim Shoemaker, thank you for your contribution tonight, homegadgetgeeks.com. Click on the blue button and leave us a message. 30 seconds is what you got, so make sure you got it planned out. Uh, If you want to contact the show, send me an email, jim at theaverageguy.tv. Of course, the guy.tv, both web and media hosting powered by Maple Grove Partners gets secure, reliable high-speed hosting and Christian is crushing it right now. Just freaking crushing it. So, if you're thinking of starting a website, he's got plans that start as 10 at 10 bucks. maplegrovepartners.com will get you there as well uh we are live every thursday 8 p.m central 9 eastern out here at the average guy.tv live if you're in the chat room i may order the cyber truck tonight i'm just saying so stay around a little bit that could happen it's a hundred bucks what is there to lose we'll see you back here uh next week Dwayne uh Dwayne johnson's uh here next week and of course you know Dwayne. he is the ultimate gadget geek so he's got a ton of stuff Mike, we better buckle down for a couple hours on that show. I'm ready. All right. Sounds good. We'll see you uh, next week. With that, we'll say goodbye, everybody.